0: Welcome. This is the Club NFT podcast where we focus talking to project founders in the Solana NFT space. You're going to want to hear about the helpful insights, innovations, all that's happening now and get clarity how NFTs as a tech and shifting to Web3 is the number one opportunity of our generation, especially if you're an entrepreneur, a fellow founder, an investor, you're going to want to listen in. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson, founder of Club NFT, a community where we help NFT investors profit. Let's get into this episode as we roll this clip. Let's go. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are on the podcast today with Iceberg Slim. He is one of the co-founders in Parrot Tools. I'm really excited because, you know, he comes from a background of, you know, their whole team comes from a background of a lot of, you know, different, you know, Web2 experience. And then coming into the Web3 space as founders, um, they decided to create a product-based NFT um, centered around a product, creating a community of, you know, amazing testers. Um, You know, they've already launched their project. Um, They've seen some early success. They've also ran into some obstacles as well. And I'm really, you know, excited to dive deeper into this episode to really sort of, you know, have this conversation around, you know, these entrepreneurs that are building within the Web3 space. So, Iceberg Slim, man, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Um, You know, let's get right into it. So um, to start off, you know, tell us a little bit more about, you know, Parrot as a whole and sort of what you guys are creating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the simplest way to describe Parrot is essentially eToro copy trading for Solana NFTs. Uh, So we're building a platform where any NFT, Solana NFT investor, either new or even experienced, can come on board, find a trader that meets their specific strategies and pay to subscribe to follow their trades. So if you are an investor with, let's say, five-soul bankroll and you want to flip NFTs in the price category of one-soul with a holding period of 24 hours, you can find a trader who's been doing that historically in a profitable manner and pay to subscribe to their trades. The trader keeps 80% of the subscription revenue our platform takes twenty percent, and the investor ideally makes a more profitable trade. So it's a win-win-win across the board. In a nutshell, uh, that's what Parrot is. There's obviously a lot more nuance and depth to it, but I think that's the most basic understanding of it.
0: Yeah, so basically, you're giving a platform for you know investors from all walks of life, right? Where you know someone brand new in the space, they could come in and sort of you know shadow the experts and get results right away but you're also giving a platform for you know experienced traders that have been in the space for longer to even monetize a little bit of their trading that they're already doing. Is that correct?
1: That's exactly right, exactly. So if you're a new investor, if you're a new person entering the salon NFT space, hopefully Parrot helps you de-risk some of your first early trades and you're able to turn a profit and that will encourage you to stay in the space. And then if you're an experienced trader, you can earn a passive income stream from the investors on our platform. And also, if you are an experienced investor and, you know, you you think you're fantastic at trading, you know, typically in uh, traders, they have specific strategies. So it's also useful for them if they want to diversify their portfolio and employ a different strategy. Let's say you're really good at, you know, flipping NFTs in 24 hours related to mints, and you're not so good at buying NFTs that you hold for six or seven months. You can come on our platform, continue your trading on the side, earn a passive income, but also subscribe to a trader who's really good at sort of diamond handing and long-term holds, turning a profit to diversify your portfolio. So hopefully this works across the board for any type of person in the space.
0: Yeah, I really like it because you're giving something really tangible to the average user out there that people can come in and utilize and... And uh, really create a great service. So um, what sort of inspired you guys um, on the back end of like, you know, creating this product idea and then actually creating it? Like what what sparked this and how long have you guys been working on it? Tell me more about that.
1: Sure. So. My co-founder and I, we've known each other since 2004. So it's been a long time. And we've spent kind of the past past 10 years building startups in the Web2 space. And we got interested in the Web3 sort of crypto NFT space close to a year ago, and then entered the NFT space specifically related to Solana NFTs about eight, nine months ago. And, you know, we, both of us, had no idea what NFTs to buy. Obviously, at the end of the day, everybody wants to eventually make a profit off the NFTs they purchase. Um, and we didn't know which ones to buy. So we were calling around friends who are more experienced in the space, who spent time in the space. And we asked them what projects to buy. And they told us a couple different projects that turned out to be very you know, beneficial for us from a trade or, or um, profit perspective. And as we started to dive deeper down that school of thought, we were wondering why there was no platform that sort of recreated that experience. Because right now, if you do want to sort of find alpha, as they call it, uh, you either go on various discords, you go on Twitter and you hopefully listen to influencers that might just be dumping their bags on you or maybe telegram groups. And none of these three methods are transparent and you don't know if these alpha callers or influencers are actually historically profitable traders and their trades may not even fit your specific strategy. So, you know, taking all of those issues that come about, we figured there's a better way to do this and create a platform that was beneficial for everybody.
0: Yeah, I love it. Because it's from, you know, you guys being a user itself and finding a problem and now creating a solution, right? So um, I really love that. So how long ago was this idea, you know, you know what, man, I got this sick idea, you know, how (laughs) long ago was that idea formed? And then, you know, Um, How long have you guys been building this out now?
1: Since then, the the idea was, I think, pretty pretty much formed. The at least the genesis of it was around, uh, I would say, April, May, and maybe around April, and it took a little bit while, a little while to convince my co-founder like i would never go into a business venture without him and you know his support and backing and so he had a ton of questions around it that we've been asked throughout all twitter spaces um, and you know holes that he saw and you know we just talked through all of those issues and then we said okay i think there is actually something here let's move forward with it and so we really started um, building I would say in May and that was us actually just building free extensions for the community because we wanted to provide some value first before we asked anybody for anything too too much of what we see is people just asking you for money or Mm -hmm. Solana and promising promising you the world and never delivering anything so we wanted to ensure that we showed people that we can deliver something at least and we'd haven't asked you for anything yet, so that's when we started releasing a few free extensions, dropping a few free mar- marketing ideas and games that we that we um, sent to our community and and the entire Solana NFT ecosystem. And then we did our actual NFT drop, which is about a little over two weeks, almost three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, you guys uh, definitely moved pretty quick. So, um, really um, built it. Throughout the month of May, started marketing. um, About a two-month push for marketing and launch, eh? Something along those timelines.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And those were just all products that we gave away for free, pretty much. um, That was, you know, that people are still using to this to this day. And then the actual power platform itself, we did our first drop of that last. Friday. So like four, four days ago or whatever. Um, and that was our portfolio tracker, which is essentially for our holders that, you know, you can connect multiple wallets and it's going to give you a very, very beautiful snapshot of your NFT portfolio, you know, your profit and loss, your realized gains, your unrealized gains, all the NFTs that you're holding through multiple wallets, tracking all of that. And it's really just a stepping stone for us to get to copy trading because we have to capture accurate data before we can obviously onboard traders. Um, So, really, this helps us shape our API and ensure that we're capturing uh, as much data as possible before we move into the actual copy trading functionality.
0: Mm -hmm. So, when I look into NFT projects, you know, you hear it all the time in the space. It's like, you know, we like to invest into founders, right? The people behind the project. I think it's very important. Um, you know, when we are looking at NFTs to event, you know, potentially purchase, right? We sort of vet the founders. And, you know, what's really nice about this podcast is, you know, you as one of the founders is taking the time of day to like, you know, communicate, get to know your community more, build, you know, that know, like and trust. And, you know, by the end of, you know, this podcast episode, I want the people listening to also, you know, establish a little bit more of that know, like, and trust and gain some credibility from what you have to provide. Um, so prior to, you know, getting into the NFT web three space, um, you know, what have, you know, your core founding team, like what, what's their prior experience and what may, yeah. Like t- tell me more about, you know, the prior experience, um, before coming into web three.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, so the past I would say ten ish years was spent building three tech startups in the Web two space uh, that spanned various different industries, from consumer products to B two B products to actually you know healthcare slash biotech. Um, so we we've put our hands in a lot of different pots, but really the core when you drill it down, um, the 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 core building that was done in each of those different industries was were technology platforms or products. Um, So specifically my background um, and what I did for all those startups was as far as vision creation is concerned, product design is concerned, um, leading the team, hiring, raising capital. That's where I came into play. My co-founder was mm-hmm. more on the product management side. So leading our actual technical development uh, in addition to handling finance. Um, so his, his background traditionally is a finance background, um, but he stepped more into the technology aspect of it. And then our third co-founder is our CTO who actually do does um the coding itself um so he's a master's in computer science um and that's his background so we kind of cover i would say the gamut when it comes to taking an idea and building an actual product from a to z
0: cool and then um from the previous history how many of uh the people from your previous businesses are working on this project
1: now uh, it's the same core three. So my, me, my, myself, and my co-founder, and then our CTO. So we that core kind of three team has, has stuck together. And then we've brought on three additional people who are new, um, but fairly well-versed in the Web3 space.
0: Yeah. And, and the three add-ons, were they just people you, you know, networked with in the, in the Web3 space and sort of, you know, are they brought on as like a, like as, as a founding member or are they brought on as like a more of a contract worker?
1: Uh, so they, yeah, they were folks that we networked with in the web three space through mm-hmm. communities that I've been a part of and just kind of sharing the ideas of what we're trying to build and folks reaching out to us and they want to be a part of it. Um, and they are, they are team members. I wouldn't say that they're um, founding members, but they're team members and, mm-hmm. you know, they're working for us uh, either full-time or part-time.
0: Cool. I love it. And, uh, and then for the dev side of things, you you talked about your CTO, he's into coding and all that jazz. So is he like the main dev then for, you know, creating the like he's learned some of the the blockchain coding as well as he's uh, doing a lot of the the programming for your tools?
1: Yep, that is absolutely correct. Yes.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like our, our one of my good buddies, he really dove into crypto uh, and understanding how to, you know, code on the blockchain, and he's done uh, really well learning about it, and and then just figuring it out as you go, and it's really cool what, what the the opportunities that come from it too. So,
1: absolutely, man. Yeah, there's not too many folks, uh, you know, in the space yet, uh, so the skills are in high demand. <laughs> so anybody who is kind of a dev and playing in the Web three space, I think there's a lot of opportunity for them.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a high income skill to learn. So exactly uh, and it's you know it's not crazy you, you know you just learn it for a few months you'll pick it up pretty quick if you have that brain you know me i'm not exactly. i'm not i'm not the engineer uh, same same type brain right but <laughs> yeah but uh totally different personality for my side but uh for a lot of people it's a great uh, great avenue Cool. Um, I really like um the fact that you guys, you know, bring in, you know, business um experience, right? You know, doing some founding projects, you know, uh tech startups, right? You sort of already understand the 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 gist of business, but also like the the problems that come with, you know, starting up from ground zero, right? And uh, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of inexperienced people that, you know, just jump into NFTs, and then they get those hurdles. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard to overcome it. So um, prior to, um, you know, this NFT project, um, did you guys like, what did you find to be some of your biggest struggles, um, you know, starting up these companies?
1: There's so many, you know, it's it's really right. tough to, to nail down exactly what the like number one biggest struggle was. In each company, it's different. You know, one company could be fundraising. Another company could be hiring technical talent. Uh, another company could be, you know, going through issues with just getting to market. Um, so it, it really depends on the, on the company that you're building and the space that you're building in. And they each come with their own unique ta- challenges. So I would say it's difficult to really nail one down specifically on that. Do you you
0: remember maybe like a certain time where you guys felt like you were in a roadblock for like several months and like, you know, then it was like that one thing that was like, Oh, finally.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, well, I guess the most recent example would be that, you know, dealing, building a company in the, in the um, healthcare and biotech space, you deal with regulators a lot, FDA Mm -hmm. or, you know, even international regulators such as the MHRA in the UK. So that's a roadblock that's outside of your control a lot of the time. So it's mm-hmm. it's difficult to deal with that. And you know, during COVID, when we were building uh two years plus years ago or whatever in that space, it, it took even longer to communicate and try to get things done with them. And that poses its own set of challenges as far as capital conservation is concerned in your company because you're kind of just waiting on on the regulators to tell you something so you can move forward or you can't move forward and so you're sort of in this holding pattern where it's difficult to really move the needle in any in any direction so i think that was kind of probably one of the most recent challenges that we faced and getting around that really is just a matter of time and potentially bringing on additional investors who understand the space that you're working in
0: Mm -hmm. yeah totally um circling back around to the conversation to like other founders in the space you know what have you found to be um you know a you know what would be one big tip that you'd give to someone to like really you know creating that good core team that that you've that you've created over these last several years
1: yeah i think um well there's two i guess two ways about this one is um deciding who you want or need to be on your team. And then the second part is convincing those, those type of people to join your team. So the first thing is to figure out who you need on your team, right? Are you building a branding project that doesn't really require any technical talent? Then obviously you're probably looking for marketing people, branding people, strategists around that. Um, If you're building a utility based uh, product, then you're looking for technical talent and need to figure out, you know, what you're building and the languages you want to build it in, and that's going to direct the type of technical talent you want to recruit. So that's, I think, the first aspect of it. The second part is is convincing those people, and I think all uh, the main part of that has to do with has to do with basically convincing them that what you're building and the vision that you have is something that they should feel passionate about and want to be a part of, because it could be something major in the space. Um, you know, I think if you're trying to convince technical talent to leave like Uber or Facebook or something like this, mm. where they can earn significant amounts of money, it's very difficult to do that unless you're giving them a mission that they feel like they're a part of, right. Whether, there's, you know, if it's something they truly believe in or if they, if it's something that they believe in five years time can be worth a significant amount of money, Um, they need to be convinced of that. It's very hard to convince technical talent to leave, you know, a very cushy job otherwise. So I think it's really important to have your vision clear um, and explain to potential candidates as part of your team, why this is going to be something major in this space.
0: Yeah. You really sell them on the vision and, you know, the outcome of, you know, Hey, you know, we hypothetically do this, this is the outcome and the impact that we can create and all the rest. So um, yep. do, do you find, are you like the main visionary behind behind your founders?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'm the one who kind of directs our vision. And if it needs to be adjusted, I, I would be doing that and putting that into words and pitching that to whether it's candidates, investors, or just the general public. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one doing that 100%.
0: That's cool. We, we Me me and you are alike. We share some of the similarities of uh, our personalities as well as um, how we operate. So I like that um cool dude um what i wanted to talk about was actually you know when you guys were you know now like going back to being like okay we got the product being created um we're starting our marketing campaign we've hired on the right people to start you know some of the marketing push opening up the discord all this jazz um now throughout that campaign you know was there any like main hurdles that you needed to fulfill um throughout that was it like hiring like a good community manager um you know what like uh through that process what was like sort of the main obstacle that you guys were going through
1: yeah i think definitely it would be around hiring the right CMs, community managers, collab managers, uh, moderators in the Discord, and just making sure our, our community was kind of uh, intact and not getting out of hand. I think that was the, those were some of the main hurdles. And then also ensuring that we were continually communicating with that community and letting them know what is happening, what we were doing, and keeping our foot on the gas if you will, while we had some momentum. So I think those were all some of the major challenges. Our discord got hacked and like working our way around that. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. just the classic challenges that come with, I think any NFT community that is growing pre mint and has some level of hype, you're going to be facing those, those challenges no matter what.
0: And, and for like other founders um, you know, is there a certain tip or advice that you would give for those stages?
1: I would say be open. So you know, we found a lot of our CMs, collab managers, or or community managers, or moderators um, through people just DMing me and just reaching out. And a lot of the time, you get a lot of DMs. I know if you're in like if you're in the start of a growing project that's getting some level of of hype around it, a lot of people are going to be hitting you up on Twitter DM or Discord DM. But you should try your best to go through those because there's diamonds in the rock, and we found some of our best you know, best parts of our community, best parts of our team through those DMs. Uh, So just, just look, look out for people, look out for candidates, look out for talent and give them a chance. Cause a lot of people sometimes, you know, they'll hit you up and they'll say, Hey man, I'm willing to work for free. I just want to start my resume, you know, and I just want to get this going so that, you know, once I prove myself here, I can go to work for another project and charge them a a lot of money. Right. So Mm -hmm. you have ways to utilize your earliness and hungriness of other people to your advantage and also to their advantage.
0: Yeah. I, I get all the DMS all the time. And, you know, I, I like to give people the shot. It's like, look, you know, if you can learn to contribute without an expectation return and show what your value is, Hey, there's always a spot for, for a go-getter. 100%. Right. And, yep. uh, and you give those people an opportunity. A lot of people don't bite it. Right. And if, if they don't, it's all good. There's like so many people out there. Um yep. Yeah, I really like that, man. Um, So throughout the process, you guys built a really good community. I I noticed that in their Discord. um, You know, you did these, what was it called? The um, Flock Fridays, right? Where you would do like some special announcements on the Fridays. Tell me more about like your culture building process and sort of the mindset when it came to like, hey, you know what, we're building this community. Like, um, tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, so for for us, it was really about being transparent and as open as possible with our communities. I've been in a lot of projects that the founders kind of disappear or aren't Mm. talking to the community or aren't engaging in conversation. And I always felt that that was disrespectful because you have to sort of treat the people, even though they may only be minting your product for, let's say, 50 bucks or 60 bucks or whatever it is converted to USD, they still are investors. And that still is potentially hard-earned money for them, and so treating them as just like nobody and only maybe responding to like whales or bigger DAOs, I just felt that that was always disrespectful. So we just try to be as active as possible in Discord, at least me and some of our other uh, CMs and moderators, and answering questions, talking to people, responding as much as we can, making announcements to you know, know let everybody know that we're still here. Um, I think that's what builds a strong core base of holders that are like, okay, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, the team doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. So we might go through some hiccups, but I'll hold strong through those hiccups and put my belief in the team. So that that's all we try to do um, with how we're running our community. And I think for the long run, it will be effective.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I like it when the founders are are active and, you know, actively contributing and genuinely caring, right? We want, we as an investor, yeah. we, we want to know that you guys actually care, right? We're not just a price tag or, or anything yeah. like that. So a dollar sign, right? So um, inside of your guys's community, what did you find like as a really touching story that maybe you could share like, uh, you know, as like a community contribution, you know, like, uh, do you have any like amazing art that was showcased? Like, yeah, t- tell me some stories ar- around your community.
1: Yeah, there was some great art during the fan art stages when we when people were, quote-unquote, grinding for whitelist. But I think one of the best stories um, was when our Discord got hacked. Um, so our community manager, I would say the lead community manager, or lead moderator, or whatever title you want to call him, basically the boss of our Discord community, mm-hmm. um, he came to me through DM and was working for free for us with no expectation of anything. He just wanted to prove himself as a useful uh, person so that he could leverage that for going to grow himself in this web three space. And we brought him on board and he is, was has been crushing it since basically we were nothing to when we were at our hype, most hype point Mm -hmm. and our discord got hacked and someone lost, I think like two or three soul and he refunded them out of his own pocket because he felt responsible as he was in charge of the discord Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't ask him to do this he he was had no obligation to do this whatsoever but he just felt responsible for the community and the community was extremely appreciative of that and so it was just something that was like wow like this is this is pretty cool that we've built this and people care for each other here including our own team that, you know, I didn't ask him to do this. I You know what I mean? He just did it out of his own pocket. And so, of course, we reimbursed him. And we were like, you didn't need to do that. You know, we were planning to do it anyway. He goes, no, 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 it was my responsibility. So I feel like I, I have to do it. So, you know, that was that was really nice to see.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful. I, I, I love it.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I I really always like those things. It's, it's so cool. Uh, NFT communities, man. Um, you know, it's like something that we all love about the space as a whole. So... Um, for you, dude, personally, um, what, what's your favorite part about you know, the NFT communities as a whole?
1: I think you know, just coming from a Web2 background and building technology products in that space, it's hard initially to find your user base, your first set of users, and have them be really passionate and bought into the project. And launching an NFT project and building a community around that, it sort of solves that problem for you. Like when we dropped our, our portfolio tracker, we got, you know, 100 bug reports overnight. This is fantastic for us, you know, to improve the product. And typically that might take you weeks or months or it may not even happen at all if you launch a product in the Web2 space, right? So I think this sort of reverse way of having people buy into your vision who are individuals and hold your NFT and will be sort of this marketing machine for you, these early beta testers for you, it's invaluable. And so that's what you know I, I feel is one of the greatest things about the NFT space as a whole and NFT communities.
0: So cool. So it's like, how do we display that message to more web two founders? Right. It's like, I've heard yeah. this, um, over and over again from other, uh, project owners. It's like, you know, we just create a community of like, you know, hardcore fans, diehard fans of what we're doing. <laughs> and it's like, that is so valuable as a company to have. Right. So, um, now, now to the, the fellow entrepreneur, the, the person in web two, you know what are some of the benefits of you know now that you've been in Web three for a while and launching this Web three project you know uh, label some of the benefits of you know transitioning into this space.
1: I think the main benefit is just exactly what I mentioned, right? It's like mm-hmm. if you're able to if you're able to um, describe a vision that the people in the Web three space can buy into, um, you have the ability to create a community pretty quickly. Um, of thousands and thousands of people, maybe tens of thousands of people, maybe even a hundred thousand people, who will buy into your vision and help you get the word out about it, help you build a product if you are building a product around it, or help you build a brand if you are building a brand around it. Um, for nothing, <laughs> you you know what I mean. You are not you're not paying them to do this. They're they're in- essentially paying you. They're investing in you to go be a vocal part of your community to go be a tester of a product that you're creating. So, I mean, that benefit is, I mean, it's priceless. So that's what I would say is one of the biggest benefits about building in web three is that ability to create a community and create investors who are bought in to your community and not just, you know, not just people saying, Oh yeah, that's cool. And that's what happens in web two a lot. Oh, you tell someone about a product. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I would use that, and you never hear from them ever again. Mm-hmm. So, you know that I think that's the major difference here is you're able to create a, a loyal, invested individual instead of someone who will just give you passing feedback.
0: Do you Do you think you'll ever go back to like a Web two startup or anything like that?
1: I mean, it's possible. I don't know. I, I'm I'm probably will continue to try to build <laughs> products and companies or whatever for who knows how long. I just I love it. Um, So there's probably nothing else that Mm -hmm. I would want to do. So I I would never say never, um, but I'm having fun in the Web3 space. I think it's fantastic. And I think we have a long journey to go on here with Parrot.
0: Yeah, it's still so early. And like, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) it's two weeks since mid, you know what I mean? Like,
0: (laughs) no, but, but also too, it's like, you know, you, you've been in the NFT space for eight, nine months, right? It's like, yeah um uh, you know same thing like i just noticed it was like um what is it the 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 apes oh, man degenerate apes? apes no oh, the Degen- de- Gen- yeah Gen- the, Ape academy yeah 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 the, the academy um you know they just had their one year anniversary right so it's like the sole nft space is literally like a year old <laughs>
1: I know. And it seems like they've been around for five years, <laughs> but it's because things move so fast here and everything seems like it's been around forever, but it really, really is not.
0: Yeah. I always tell people it's like one week in the NFT space is like one month in the crypto space and crypto is already fast. Like one month in crypto is like one year in the traditional world.
1: hundred so. percent. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, nuts. it's nuts, man. <laughs> it,
0: is, it is definitely nuts. So, um, dude, so um, any words to say like, hey, you know to the listeners who are like, hey, I want to know more about this parrot um, nft project, you know like is there any you know quick elevator pitch or why you know to under like why does someone want to get involved with parrot?
1: Look, I think the the best explanation I can give you is that we are building a platform that can be used by anybody in the Solana NFT ecosystem. So if you're bullish on Solana and Solana NFTs and you think they have a strong future, it would be wise to invest in Parrot because if we are successful, it would be used by a widespread ecosystem. So a lot of projects you may see, they're building something that's very niche or only specific people maybe in the ecosystem could use it or specific projects in the ecosystem could use it. But Parrot, as we talked about and touched on earlier, it's for anybody. If you're someone who hasn't even entered the ecosystem yet, you could be a potential user. If you're, someone, if you're someone who's been here since day one trading and profitable at trading, you can use it to earn a passive income stream. So I think we can touch on anybody in the ecosystem. And if we're able to do that, we're going to create immense value, which will be reflected back in the NFT you buy and hold.
0: Yeah. And you know, here's the thing. I'm very bullish on Solana NFTs. It's going to be around for, for a while. Um, lots of opportunity to make money. And to be a part of like my domino belief is you know being the NFT space, learning about this uh technology right now in 2022 is literally it, I, I truly believe it's the easiest and best way to make money online right now, as we speak. So um, even in a bear market, right? So um there, there's just an abundance. So On your guys' platform so far, so you guys release the Solana NFT Sniper, right? Like, is that fully out now? Or
1: We released a Chrome extension that basically notifies you of any new listings on Magic Eden at prices you'd pay with traits you want. So, for example, if there is a, you know, um, a parrot with a crown that you want to buy, you can put a notification for anyone who lists one under five soul and it'll trigger notification as soon as that happens. You can also set notifications up as floor prices rise and drop to levels that you either want to dump your bags at. Um, so it's just a basic free extension that cool. anybody in the ecosystem can use.
0: Oh, so that's wide open. You don't even need to own a parrot for. Correct.
1: That was just something that. we just wanted to show you that, hey, we're builders here and we're doing something for free without asking anybody for anything using our own money, right? And then so. It's crazy because
0: I've ahead. been asked so many times about like, hey, is there a tool that can give me an alert of you know price notifications on my NFTs? I'm like, it draws me blanks all the time. I'm like, there should be. I haven't found it yet, but now I just found it. So
1: uh, yeah, just go to the Chrome, <laughs> Chrome extension, go to the Chrome extension store and search Parrot NFT or Parrot, parrot Solana Sniper and it'll come up and you can add it to Chrome. It's free. Go ahead. Anybody can use it, you know, no, no, no restrictions there. And then, if you hold a parrot, you'll get access to what we dropped last week, which is our portfolio tracker, which um, eventually will be hopefully the most accurate uh, NFT portfolio tracker and also easiest to use. Mm. Just displays your profit and loss, your realized gains, your unrealized gains, all the NFTs you own, your staked NFTs, even hopefully you know multi wallet transactions, so you can connect three, four, five, six wallets, and we'll kind of combine all that data and information, so you have a very accurate understanding of what you've been doing in the Solana NFT space because. I didn't. I didn't know because I'm like I don't know what I've been doing. Honestly, I, I minted something off a burner wallet. I sold it four months later. I totally forgot about it. And so we're just trying to uh, consolidate all that information and data and give you a nice snapshot understanding of what you've been doing in the Solana NFT space since you started.
0: Dude, I'm I'm dying laughing because I was talking to my mom the other day, and uh, you know she's like you know, what have you been making in the NFT space? Like, you know, what are your investments that, and I'm like, honestly, I have zero clue. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and I was, I was telling my community too, I'm like, I probably have so many NFTs in my wallet that I don't even remember, right? Like, I've, especially yeah. the ones that you stake on their website, right? I'm like, yeah, totally forgot that I have these uh, NFTs. And sometimes when I go back, and I look at like, potentially what I have, and I like, try to check up on my portfolio, I'm like, oh I still have one of those that's cool (laughs) oh it's worth that much that's fun but I'm like geez I I I need one of these so
1: (laughs) yeah man I appreciate Uh, that
0: yeah I'm honestly really looking forward to to delving deep um within like the portfolio tracker and I know as well like like you said, you know, you just have a community of a bunch of beta testers, right? And you're going to be working on every single kink, right? You take the feedback yep. and you pass it on to the right team to then figure out a solution for it, right? And and make it better, right? So um, the user experience is just going to go up from here. So um, I, re- I really like that. So where are you guys at in terms of like shadow trading? Um, where, where are you guys at for timeline on that?
1: Yeah, so we're looking at hopefully dropping the earliest version of copy trading sometime next month in September. Um, okay. So we try to release things as fast as possible, even if they're not perfect. Like our portfolio tracker by no means is perfect when we dropped it on Friday. But just like you said, we have those early beta testers and you know we can test till kingdom come on on our portfolio, on our wallets, personally, on our team. But you don't find all the issues until you get it out to the public, right? So we just try to release early, find out what the major problems are, and then adapt and solve those issues. So that's what we're doing right now to figure out all the all the major problems with our portfolio mm-hmm. tracking. And once we've kind of cracked those, um, we'll be moving into getting all the functionality ready for copy trading. But a lot of that core backend stuff, like I mentioned earlier, that was done for portfolio tracking is necessary for our copy trading. So... I think we've done at least a good amount of the heavy lifting so far.
0: Yeah. And and do you guys currently like have some like alpha calling and stuff like exclusively in your discord or anything like that already in terms of like people being able to shadow trade?
1: We do. We do. We do have a bunch of alpha callers in our discord um, and we try to onboard alpha callers that are going to be traders on parrot when it is released, at least the copy trading functionality. So it's kind of a nice way to test the waters um, and see, you know, are these guys really good and are they consistently good? And if so, you know, obviously you'll probably want to be copy trading them when we do launch our platform. But yeah, we have a few of those in our discord.
0: Yeah. Cool. And then as you build it out too, you're going to have a flood of people coming in and just like, you know, you've already planted the seeds probably on, on spaces and everywhere where Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you already have like a, a a, a whole waiting list to to join your platform so
1: yep yep we're looking forward to that man that's when things are going to get really exciting so uh, and i and i love that your
0: software actually vets them
1: right it's not like you personally
0: interview them and you're like you know you're like oh it's he say she say no it's actually very transparent and we can actually see everything and that's what we love about blockchain is it is a transparency effect of being like okay, well, we see all the history, you you can't tell me that you bought this NFT for five soul and sold it for 300 soul. Um, when in reality, you know, we see it right there. And, you know, you didn't do that. Or maybe you did do that. And, and now now the, the proof is actually in the pudding, right? But but there's no lying on the blockchain.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we we if you want to be a trader on our platform, connect all your wallets, let us see what you've been doing. And if it's accurate, that'll be awesome. If you know, if we find some discrepancies, then goodbye. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's the beauty of the blockchain, and it's the beauty of being able to utilize that for specifically what we're doing.
0: Bro, I assume I'm a profitable NFT investor, but I'm really <laughs> curious to see what will happen when I do connect. And and I'm just curious how much money I've actually put in, um, because mm. like honestly, I I don't know, right? I'm like I was telling my mom too. I'm like, you know, I make 500 bucks or whatever, right? I'm gonna take a 200 of that. Dollars, i'm going to throw it into an nft project and you know it's like cool you know Um, but but i'm I'm very curious to um to the actual numbers um and and that's what i'm excited to see so um amazing man i really really appreciate um this conversation um what you guys are doing in the space i think is really powerful um you know one last little topic you know i saw that you guys you know There's all this like, you know, they call it the meta, right? Which is like the current trend of like what NFT projects are doing and what actually works really well, right? And you guys discussed and talked about, you know, brands in the space, right? There's all these projects are like, hey, we're going to be the best brand ever. You know, we Mm -hmm. got the coolest merch. We got the coolest that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Our drip is sick. Our community's (laughs) sick, right? But, you Mm -hmm. know, I really like this conversation of being like, well, actually, you know, all the best brands out there. It's centered around a product, yep. right? And yep. you know, our first focus is this product, and then in creating this product, it's going to create a incredible brand around that. And Correct. I, I really love that. And and you guys are actually doing it. So, um, yeah, man. Um, do you have anything to say to that? Add
1: in. No, yeah, I think that's – you hit the nail on the head there. I, I think I basically said that on a Twitter space or some podcast before um, where, yeah, I said, you know, everyone, everyone's trying to create a brand. But at the end of the day, no brand was built without a product that people could tangibly use and tangibly love. Um, so even in the Web3 space, like the biggest brands that are known right now in the Web3 space is Coinbase, Magic Eden, OpenSea, et cetera. They all have a product. That millions of mm-hmm. people are using, right? So, and people will counteract what I'm saying by saying, well, look at Bored Apes. Okay, but step outside of the Web3 space and the Twitter sphere that you live in and ask how many people know about that. They might say, oh, those monkey JPEG images or those monkey things, or you know, they, they might not even know the name of it, right? So, mm-hmm. but they will know what Coinbase is. Um, they will probably have hear, heard of either Magic Eater or OpenSea, right? So, like, they, We still have yet to have an NFT brand that has transcended Web3. When that happens, uh, I would be amazed. And I would assume that most likely it was because of a product that they built. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's it's those utilities, right? Hey, man, something. You got to have people got to love you for something, not just the image.
0: Right. Um, before wrapping this up man is there any last things that you want to share or something that we didn't cover on today's episode
1: uh i think we got everything yeah nothing 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 i can think of yeah
0: well hey you know what i want to say this is like you know i've plugged into the discord you know a couple months ago it's just been there sitting there right i might have had whitelists honestly like you get the whitelist from collabs and this and that that's probably how i yeah. got into there but you know so a lot of the time you get it and you forget about it and uh just kind of sits there on the radar but um you know after you know doing my own little due diligence of research you know prepping for this episode you know reading through the papers and looking at your websites and what you guys are actually doing and now having this conversation and the fact that you've like you know what. I'm going to take the time out of the day to have this conversation, to help one more person to share, um, genuinely and truthfully, you know, it's it makes me pretty bullish, man. I, I really like what you guys are creating. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to be searching the marketplace for, you know, a nice entry and, uh, look at potentially, you know, getting into the project. I definitely want access to this portfolio tracker, you know, whether I buy a couple or a few, right. Right. That's for up sure. to me to decide, I guess, but um, I'm really excited to you know, just be a part of it. And honestly, right now, you guys are like super cheap, <laughs> cheap for what yep. for what you're getting, right? The value <laughs> is already there. So um, guys, um, if you're interested in what these guys are doing at Parrot, um, do check out the show notes below, check out their Twitter, check out their website, their white paper, go do your own research, right? None of this is financial mm-hmm. advice, but you can sort of, read between the lines and see if it makes sense, right? See if it's something that you use and, um, you know, get involved if you want, right? And, um, you know, after today's conversation, I'm like, you know, I, I was like, oh, maybe I should buy one right now before getting on the episode. But, you know, <laughs> I was like, I better like listen in first, right? But it's, it's really cool to get more confirmations from, you know, the founding members in the space. And as always, do your own research, dive into the community, feel the vibe and see if it's right for you, so um thank you for your time uh slim and uh yeah it was really great
1: appreciate it man thank you for having me and looking forward to having you in our discord and to the listeners if you have any questions even after this after you listen to the podcast feel free to hit us up on twitter or on discord we're always happy to answer any questions you guys may have
0: for, yeah as always be legendary
1: let's go